welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to the holiday episodes of Paper, Pencil, Dice. So there isn't, I guess, a last time per se, but if you're really interested in kind of hearing the ongoing story that's going uh, for these... Kind of. Go check out last year and the year before's uh, holiday episodes because they uh, have a bit of information that will probably uh, explain some of the things that might otherwise be confusing. But without further ado, let's get started. So we're going to open up in the Offenshard in the city of Hoff's Manor. A peaceful castle uh, can be seen on a snowy hill. Uh, air is calm and still. Um, the peace, however is suddenly broken with the shattering of glass and the sounds of screams. Uh, As we look into the castle, we find uh, citizens running in terror uh, from from several green-skinned creatures, each no taller than three feet tall. Uh, They're wearing backpacks and some sort of technological projectile device in their hands uh, with a hose connected between the backpack and the the weapon. Uh, They begin firing these weapons at the citizens. Um, a sort of a white snowy mixture uh, pours out of them and uh, when the air clears of the snow uh, the citizens find themselves having been turned into toy people uh, some even into inanimate objects um, up on a balcony overlooking this uh, we see Prince Johan um, in his uh, humanoid form but uh, before but much before uh, he has a time to react there is another one of these uh, green goblins that uh, sneaks up behind him and blasts him he feels his form twisting and bending his joints and limbs hardening the world around him begins to look bigger and bigger as he realizes he's shrinking in size with horror he finds himself back as the toy nutcracker soldier once he regains full control over his now converted body uh, what would you like to do Johan oh no my body (laughs) It's broken. Sorry. Stupid <laughs> reference for people. Um, I'd like to retaliate. Okay. And, and start dealing with some of these foes. All right. Um, go ahead and make an attack. All right. So I will attack with my katana with a spell strike. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a 30, which is a critical hit and a 27 to confirm that absolutely confirms. All right. And so, uh, that does 25 piercing damage and 34 electric damage. Okay. So you successfully stab, kill, and then cook a goblin. Well, that happened. The electrical damage was overkill beyond... He is already dead from the weapon attack itself. So does that mean the body's just kind of like jumping up and down from the electrical? Probably, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's like when an enemy bugs out after you kill it in a video game and the physics engine doesn't know how to handle it and so it just starts tearing itself apart. That's about what happened. That's pretty much it, yeah. So, uh, you slaughter him and you see uh, more of these things uh, down in the area below that are attacking your citizens. 
turning them into toy toy uh, toy people or toy soldiers as well. I make haste and attempt to deal with some of them. Okay. As you get down, as you get downstairs, you find another uh, ally uh, there that you haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, the toy maker. Um, he is uh, wearing his brown robe and cloak. Uh, he raises a staff that looks like a, a, a um, multiple different metallic devices, all attached to one another. And he says, "My prince, are you okay?" I have been disfigured again. He, uh, you want to go ahead and describe what you look like there, Johan? Yes, so I look like a somewhat shorter uh, mechanical humanoid with plates covering my body um, that are adorned with red and gold. And I am currently wielding a katana. Okay. And you look kind of like a like like the Nutcracker kind of type eh, style. That's what the plates look like, or eh, eh. do you have like the big like mouth and the lever on the on your back? No, no. <laughs> um. So the uh, the the uh, the toy maker, as you guys are battling back, uh, he goes, "They're they're back. This isn't good." And another one leaps at you with its uh, blaster arm. All right, well, we're going to do this again. All right. Um, uh, it's only a 21 this time. Okay, still hits. Oh. Um, so I do 8 points of piercing damage, but 25 points of electrical damage with shock so- and grasp. You do kill this one as well, but the electrical is the part that kills him, not just the stabbing. Um, so another one falls to the ground, uh, smoke pouring out of his ears and eyes. Um, meanwhile, the uh, the the toy maker holds up his his staff that kind of looks like different devices cobbled together, and a beam of light kind of shines out of one of it, or out of it, and a cone emits forward. And, th- and when the light clears, three of them are just... They're only their equipment that they're holding remains. The, their bodies are nowhere to be seen. We must make a stand to prevent this from happening to the rest of the kingdom. Yes. Ah, oh, and I thought I'd gotten away from Aegis, but they're back. Aegis... You remember Aegis, the Agency for Eon-Guided Interception and Security, right? They helped save the kingdom a year ago. Oh, Aegis. I remember them. Now. Yeah. I I used to work for them a long time ago. I no longer uh, wish to go back to that, but there once was another organization that once went to war with Aegis. I fear that they have come to reverse all that Aegis has done. That would be unfortunate. I thought they were defeated, but apparently not. And then another wave of them comes into the room. Uh, He readies an attack. Do you wish to attack as well? 
Yes, one second. Let me figure out what I will cast. Right, uh, so on your side of the room, there's like there's three of them this round. All right, and about how far away are they? Uh, I'd say they're all within about 20 feet of each other and by within 30 feet of you. All right, so I will use uh, Bladed Dash to basically close the gap and make an attack on one of them. Okay. And so what that allows me to do is I move immediately three, 30 feet in straight line, and I can... Any... Uh, any hostile creature I can make an attack against along that line. Oh, okay. At start or finish or whatever. And I don't provoke any attacks of opportunity for doing so. Alright. Ooh, 17. 17 still hits. Alright, uh, that's just a 10. 10? Okay, you wound one of them. And then all three attempt to blast you with their weapons. It doesn't convert you, but it does do uh, more... Uh, I guess cool could potentially do more. So, does a 19 hit you? Uh, let me check. 19 is a miss. Okay, and then a 17 and a 16 likely also miss. That's correct. So all, all three misses you dodge out of the way of their, their blasts. Uh, the toy maker, um... Dodges a blast as well, holds up his staff, and completely obliterates the uh, the four that are on his side of the room. And he looks at you and says, My prince, get down. I'll take care of these. And so you have an action on what you want to do. If you want to attack or you want to obey the toy maker's request. I must do what I can to defend the kingdom. And I will uh, make an attack with my katana. Um, I'm not going to use spell strike, but I will use an arcane point to maximize the damage. Okay. So I rolled a 23. Okay, that hits. So that will be 15 damage. Okay, and that uh, finishes that one off. The toy maker quickly finishes off the other two. Um, and shortly after that, you see a bluish portal with snowflakes open up in the middle of the room. A uh, Stepping out of the portal is a human woman with strangely cat-like facial features, blue hair, white mittens, and white furry boots. Uh, she is wearing a large leather backpack, uh, followed by a well-dressed male human, um, wearing a gray suit, a uh, wide-brimmed hat, and a red tie over a white-collared shirt. He has a sour face, uh, look on his face as he looks at the fallen goblins on the ground. Uh, he looks over at the uh, woman with him and says, Ah, we're too late. The reversal on this world has already be begun. We'll need to send another team to help undo what the guild has done here. Um... You are Prince Johan, uh, is that correct? That is correct. I'm not sure if we've met. Uh, I'm Agent Lance, and he holds out of one hand. It is good to meet you, and I bow. I believe you have uh, met Anos before, or at least a version of her. 
That is correct. And he gestures towards the woman standing next to him. She smiles and she has overly uh, sharp teeth. I I see you're back in your uh, your toy soldier form. I thought we fixed this. It appears that that was only temporary. Well, such hmm. things are. Well, we've uh, you've you've been attacked by an organization called uh, Grinch. They are and the toy maker interrupts. Yes, this is what I suspected. The he goes, uh, Prince Johan. They are known as the Guild for the Retroactive Inversion of Notable Cosmic Holidays. The acronym. You had a str- you had to work for that one, didn't you? Makes sense now. Yes, they, uh, Agent Lanskas, they, uh, they've, they've caused quite, quite a bit of problems already. Uh, there's three other worlds that they've already also attacked at the same time. And then he looks over at the toy makers. Toy maker, I wasn't expecting to see you here. Agent Felix explained to me about the misunderstanding regarding your leaving. I, I apologize that we haven't had the chance to save it. I have no interest in rejoining Aegis. But at least we're not enemies, I suppose. Agent Lance looks back over at uh, Johan and says, Very well. With Grinch active again, we have several worlds that have been afflicted. We should get back so we can prevent even more worlds. There's at least three I know of. Um, Prince Johan, you worked with several of our agents in the past. Would, would you be willing to help us? It is in the best interest of the kingdom, so I will. Toymaker looks do whatever at I you. can to help. The toymaker looks at you, and uh, says, uh, "I knew he was going to do that." You should go. Uh, I I should be able to handle things from here for now. Um. So yes, I agree. If 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 you can help, um, they, they could definitely use it. Besides, I bet if you join them now, being that you've worked with them before, I bet you could skip that boring orientation process, too. I kind of like the orientation process. It's fun. I've gone six times. Agent Lance looks over at uh, the toy and goes, I'm not sure if we can allow him to skip the orientation. We have strict policies. If they're not adhered to, then Toymaker interrupts him and says, Yeah, yeah, end of the multiverse and all that. Yeah, but do you really have time for orientation when the multiverse is already under threat? Well... And then um, Toymaker looks at you and goes, I should be able to handle this. You should go, Prince Johan. Understood. Agent Lance rifle uh, goes over to um, Anos, opens up her backpack and grabs something out and goes, Here, I have an extra Aegis bag, or badge. Um, you'll need this to stay intact uh, while we travel to Aegis. Otherwise, you, know, you might end up uh, spread across several worlds. How'd you how'd you pick that out? Usually, I get all sorts of weird stuff in my bags. You, you know that there there's individual pouches on the inside, right? She holds up a paw, like I have fingers. I don't know how you do half the stuff you do, but I mean, me either. <laughs> he hands you the badge, um, Johan. 
I look at it and do you have one that is magnetic? I do not think this pin will work. He looks at it and he just like hand just like puts it near you or it seems to just like attach no problem at all. It somehow just kind of fuses with your metal form when he attaches it to you. Interesting. As soon as it's attached, um, Anos changes forms immediately. Um, she no longer looks like a uh, woman, but instead looks like a uh, blue and white uh, furry cat-like sphinx uh, wearing saddlebags on her back. I don't remember being blue. Well, you don't. You don't actually change. It's um, the it's uh, um, Johan's. Uh, I thought she was like. Like a uh, sphinx colored. No, she was blue and white. Oh, okay. Liz, that's how you had described her last time. Sure, we'll go with that. It's all a mystery. So, do you have any reaction to seeing uh, her chains at all, Johan? Or ah, uh, this is more familiar now. She waves I believe we Hi. should be on our way. Well, Anos, do you want to open the portal? Okay, I can do that. And I open the portal. Okay, this uh, sort of white snowy portal opens up, and uh, the uh, and and Johan, Agent Lance, and Anos uh, pass through it. Um, traveling through the portal. Uh, Johan, you arrive uh, in a room um, with uh, carpeted floors. There's a potted plant at one end of the room. Several wooded, uh, several wooden chairs with upholstered seats throughout the room. In here, you see a humanoid with metal armor and a spider-like head. There are two dwarves that seem to be playing uh, dice against each other, and there is a large minotaur sitting uh, in a in, uh, across two chairs uh, in the waiting room. There's another Anos uh, sitting uh, sitting at a desk, uh, typing away at some sort of metal box on the other end of the room. Uh, Anos waves at the other Anos. Um, just keeps the, strutting the, along. Yeah, the the Anos typing at the box. Uh, she has a beehive hairdo, um, and she looks up with a friendly smile. Um, before she can, uh, before that, that I knows can say anything though, um, Agent Lance holds up one hand and says, um, we don't have time for orientation right now. We need to get to, uh, the, the briefing room. But sir, they said that all the, um, that all people have to go through orientation. I know, I know, but, um, I'm going to make an exception this time. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of the paperwork. Well, all right, I guess. I just didn't want uh, you know, the whole universe to explode. She like yeah. expands her eyes at you and the <laughs> He he looks over at uh Johan and then opens up the, the door and gestures forwards. Alright, keep going through. Okay. You walk through the doors into a building on the other side of the door that looks far larger than it would seem. Um, you are on a raised metallic walkway with what appears to be stores, restaurants, and even a coffee shop uh, you know, on, you know, on the, the walkway around. Uh, the coffee shop is uh, 
Uh, the brand of coffee is called Rallos Coffee. Rallos. So uh, below the walkway, there is a large space with desks, and there are several individual Anos and a few other people of, of uh, you know, humanoid, halfling, elven, and other races uh, that are uh, sitting away typing on other metallic boxes. Um, and there's other ones walking uh, through between them, retrieving papers that are being uh, printed out from the, uh, the boxes. Uh, above you, looking around, you see layers and layers of additional metal walkways going in a wide variety of different directions, and there's no visible roof overhead, uh, making this area seem incredibly much, you know, much larger than any building you have ever seen or even could imagine. Uh, one thing that stands out among the, the, the crowd that just seems to be moving around uh, throughout the building is that there's several teams of what look like battle-ready agents. Um, you know, each with their own Anos that are running across walkways towards different areas of the facility. Um, near one of the, uh, he, uh, uh, Agent Lance leads you towards a, uh, a room. It says briefing, uh, briefing room seven. And he gestures into the door. And, and then on the other side of the door, um, Johan, you see a familiar face. You see Fred sitting at one of the, uh, the, the in one of the chairs at the table. Fred, do you want to go ahead and describe what you look like? Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, I have long, flowing, golden, blonde hair. Uh, I have grayish eyes, uh, and uh, I have a shirt on, but it's. Not much of a shirt, we'll just say. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's that's about right. If I recall correctly, don't isn't there always even if there's no wind in the room, your hair apparently seems to be somehow moving with invisible non-existent mean, wind. Some like to say that, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Agent Lance gestures towards one of the chairs. Um, Anno's kind of takes a uh, seat like in the room on the floor with you know sitting with her back legs and uh he grabs a device and uh points it towards <coughs> the wall and a light projecting out of the other side of the wall begins projecting on that wall showing an, an image of some sort and he begins to click on his device and uh you see some sort of presentation being made uh among those images uh he begins so We've uh, worked on assembling a team of some of the most elite agents in, in Aegis. Um, Johan, we're going to need your expertise. Uh, we've, we've sent several agents out to, to handle a wide variety of worlds. Um, so he clicks, uh, and as he clicks, when the, the next image comes up, the door opens up again, and another Anos walks into the room um, with another person. Uh, Brian, would you like to go ahead and describe what your character looks like? Yeah, uh, my character is a halfling. He is in a hooded cloak, even though we're inside. Um, he has, uh, of course, as all halflings are, short of stature. Um, can't see too much. He's got a, the brown cloak, um, and his, his hands are just kind of cut together and walking along, almost like a monk, um, as he enters the room. Um. So, so I have a, a another person who just finished um, orientation, and here's his paperwork. She hands it to him like quickly, and and he takes the paperwork, 
uh, without looking at it, he looks at Anna's and goes, I'm not sure if someone direct from orientation would be the best candidate for this mission. It's, it's, uh, I mean, we're, we're trying to run an elite mission against an enemy organization. Um, but then he starts looking through the paper and goes, flip, flip. And he looks over at, at, uh, um, what, what's your character's name, Brian? My character's name is Cassius. He was Cassius. Huh. Stop the demon army. Interesting. Oh, to a dragon even. Okay. Well, I suppose based upon uh, some of your history, I, I, I think you might be able to uh, to help out even if you are just past orientation. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I you know, I, I, I wouldn't <clears throat> say I did all those things myself. I mean, I was there. Well, well, well welcome aboard the team, Cassius. Um, anyway, back to uh, mission briefing. So he clearly goes. So there's an organization that we had long since thought defeated that's recently resurfaced. They are the Guild for the Retroactive Inversion of Notable Cosmic Holidays, uh, or Grinch for short. Uh, we have detected their interference on a number of worlds. So far, they have um, caused Summer to arrive in Moraz. Uh, which is threatening the the health of the uh, the, the chief guardian uh, Frosty, um, who's begun melting. Um, we sent Agent Rhyme to go deal with that one, um, and Agent Felix is uh, is accompanying him. Additionally, they went to another world. They what they uh, wiped Elbizer's memory, causing him to begin assembling a massive army of the undead again. Uh, Agent oh, Ignite no. has been Agent Ignite has been sent to deal with that issue. Uh, even further, a mission that, uh, Fred, I know you were on a year ago uh, in the Offenshard. Prince Johan here, his citizens, and even he himself have been turned back into toy soldiers. Um, luckily, there was a we didn't have to send an additional agent there to handle that, uh, cleaning that up, as there was a formerly retired agent uh, that happened to already be there who's volunteered to clean that up. And he keeps clicking through the images. He goes, but... Right now, we need to go and take the battle to where we first spotted their activity, where we think maybe their base of operations. Uh, on the on the Nereisha Shard, uh, near the city of Hutopia. Um, Hutopia. Really? Hutopia? <laughs> mm-hmm. You got a Horton nearby? <laughs> Amazing. So, and he, uh, he gestures back towards the Anos that's sitting in the back of the room, who's sitting on her hind legs, and goes, this Anos should be able to accompany you. Um, and honestly, we don't have much time to waste, so uh, one warning I'll make to you. The Nereisha Shard is a bit odd. Um, it's partially, at least very likely, why we didn't spot uh, the, guild, uh, the Guild of Grinch's uh, activity until now. Uh, it's hard to describe, but you'll you'll see when you get there um, what it's like. Um, any questions or supplies any of you need before you take off? Can we get some yeah. more coffee? I'd... Coffee Ooh. sounds wonderful. Coffee sounds great. That's way better than tea. All right. Sure. You guys uh, head over to the Rollos Coffee Shop. Um, would you like to describe what the uh, Anos uh, that are working at the coffee shop look like? Well, 
one on those has you're not sure if she's wearing a wig or if she somehow got her hair to uh be somehow her hair is black and it's swept over one eye and she somehow has eyeliner so it's kind of a she's kind of a goth uh on nose um and she just what can i get you which is you've never you're really surprised to uh to see the fact that she's so down because you know everybody all the other on nose that you've seen are super perky uh and then the other on nose that's working the shop is um like the complete opposite somehow has like bubblegum pink hair and uh is super bubbly and you'd think that she would burst out with like kazoos and like balloons at any time and somehow when she walks all four feet come off the ground and in a very interesting need i say pinkie pie uh style walking pattern okay sounds good and uh so as you guys are there uh, there's another uh, crew as you guys are getting your coffee. That's also uh, get seems to be getting coffee on their way out on their mission. Um, everyone, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check, really quick. All right, gotta find it. Boom. Oh, perception check. Do I have a perception check? You do have a perception check. You should. Wow. Ability to skills. skills. Sorry, new character sheets. Who this? <laughs> All right. So, um, Fred and Johan both notice uh, this. Um, is that uh, one of the agents apparently uh, seems to be holding uh, a their own folder, which is, you know, you guys have a folder kind of the, the dossier of what your mission is. Uh, they're obviously on another mission. Um, but you just get a glimpse of the title of the uh, dossier. It says, Pursuing um, Rogue Agent. And it just you see a name, or at least maybe what might be a code name of the agent. It's Agent Duskwalker. Um, oh, Easter eggs. Oh, Easter eggs. Christmas eggs? Christmas eggs. There you go. <coughs> Christmas Holiday eggs. eggs. Uh, yes. Look what your so daughter did. Specific holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Orbital figure. I don't know. Uh, uh, you guys have your um, your coffees. They are absolutely delicious. Okay, I, I I need to make sure that I ordered a peppermint mocha latte with soy milk, half a pump of extra mocha. Uh, the the really chipper uh, nose looks at the sheet. Yep, yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, 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 and like the the name. That's your real is... coffee order, isn't it? Sorry, Tony. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not too hot, but still hot enough. I don't know. That was too yeah, at exactly. the top of your mind. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for the last couple of minutes here. What do I say? <laughs> And, and and the name written on the cup is Ted. 
Oh man, they got my name wrong. Have you I met? I don't know Ted? how they could. I don't know how they could forget <laughs> me, and I like swish the hair out of my face. You oh, do boy. look like you could be a Ted. Ha ha ha, Tin Man, you're funny. Oh, it must have been the uh, the girl on the counter. She she seems like she's not having a <coughs> super good day. I think she needs a hug. I look over at her and say, do you need a hug? Touch me and I will bite you. She hey, holds up one paw and like has like all of her claws extend. Hey, and the hey, other, hey, the other on nose, the other no on nose go. Oh, she has claws, and then they like hold up a paw and they like somehow extract theirs and they're like, oh. I was just offering. No, no, no hard, no hard, no, no foul thoughts. Nothing. I'll move along. Thank you. Have a happy day. Did I almost go into the uh, Mike was or the um, the lady from Monsters Inc? I'm watching you, always <laughs> watching. All right. So now that you have your coffees, anything else you guys need to do before you guys head out? I'm good. All right. I mean, I don't so eat or drink. Do we need any uh, special outfits for this? We could always go to the costuming department. Oh, yes. Do we need to, you know, dress the part? Or do the what, badges what? take care of that? The, the badges take care of that. Johan looks <laughs> down into himself and goes, I do not know how much I can find here. But the costuming people get so lonely. Nobody sees them anymore. At this point, um, you guys notice Agent Lance is also in the line waiting to get coffee. And he goes, what are you guys still doing here? We got coffee. I, I, I see that. But you guys are talking about going to the costuming department? I don't know. They get lonely since we have the new pins. You can keep them company after the world multiverse is no longer in danger. But when will that be? I don't know. Fine. Let's go. So so I see something shiny on Lance's uh, belt, and uh, I tried to take it. Okay. Go ahead and give me a uh, sleight of hand check. 31. All right. Um, you successfully get another uh, badge for Aegis. Ooh. And he apparently doesn't uh, notice that you took it. I admire it, and then I stick it back in my pocket. Okay. So you have two badges now. Whatever will Ooh. you do with your good fortune? Uh, this badge is a slightly golden color, whereas the other ones you normally have are silver. Ooh. Extra shiny. 
So, Tony, as you rock your chair, you fade in, in and out of your... Uh, I'm becoming one with the uh, background. <laughs> no boy. Someone took right. their special meds today. Yes, I did. It's early. Yeah, so listeners, we are recording this in the morning when not all of us are firing on all cylinders yet. I'm doing super fine. I uh, love playing Anos. She's awesome. All right. So, um, do you guys uh, take the portal? What um, What does it look like when Anos makes this portal leaving uh, Aegis? Hmm. She kind of does elaborate hand gestures and like somehow makes swirlies happen in like blue and white and uh, sparkles somehow come out and then uh, nobody sees it but she just like presses a button and so she doesn't actually need the hand gestures but she just likes showing off. Okay, she presses a button, and strangely enough, also the button isn't part of it either. It's it's just essentially just force of will from Anos, but each Anos kind of has their own style. They are all crazy. <coughs> um, so the portal opens up, and uh, does everyone step through? Yep. Sure. I don't. I don't have any reason not to. I Kay. wait till the last, and then step through just in case. Might as well. So everyone goes through, and um, you guys. By the way, the other any on those that are around her like watch, like the portal being formed, and kind of like clap their paws together. <laughs> so you kind of hear muffled clapping. Mm-hmm. Um. So you guys uh, feel yourselves being pulled through um, the this portal, and it's. I mean, it's cold you can see snowflakes and sort of white streaks of light pass by you you see a wide variety of different worlds pass by very quickly faster than you can really identify exactly what they are and eventually it just all stops all at once and you uh, find yourself um on a uh snowy hilltop but that sudden stop uh everyone give me a fortitude save really quick to see how well you weather that Alright, uh, Johan, what'd you get? I got an 18. Alright, you are fine. Cassius, what'd you get? Uh, I got a 10. Alright, this is your first time. This is your first time going through a portal. You're not quite feeling quite so fine in the stomach at the moment. Uh, Fred, what'd you get? I got a natural 20 for a 29. Alright, you, I mean, this is old hat for you. You've been an agent for a while. And also, you've got an iron stomach, so this is not, you know, this is not... pro. And Anos, what'd you get? I got a nine. All right, Anos, uh, somehow, just, I think you've never been to this particular shard before. At least this Anos hasn't been to this particular shard before. So you, um, when you get there, you don't, uh, like, you're like, oh, this is weird. I got a snowflake up my nose. And, like, she slides halfway down, like, the hill and, like, puts her claws out and, like, has to climb up. Sorry about that. Uh, here we are. So, you guys are on top of this hill, a snow-covered hill. There's some pine trees nearby. And you find yourself overlooking a vast city. 
Uh, there's another hill in the distance uh, that has another house and some rows of lodging nearby, but it's kind of difficult to make that out as far away as it is. Um, suddenly, all four of you feel your consciousness leave your body, and you feel, your, feel yourself, or at least you, your vision itself, uh, begins floating above the above your bodies. You can see yourselves as you're flying away from, you know, at least your vision is flying away from yourself, over the city as though you were flying. You begin hearing a voice in your heads. Um, it says, "'Twas the night before Yuletide, and all through the town. Everyone was cheerful, with nary a frown. Elves tinkered in the workshop, making their toys, for all the good little girls and boys. Father Winter did watch, as his elves plied their trade, and he smiled as he pictured how the children would play. Enough, he said at last, for he, we have our quota. Now get yourselves to bed, not one more iota. So the elves all retired, content with the year, helping to spread mass-produced happiness and cheer. The elves went to snuggle deep into their beds, where they could happily rest their weary heads. For a time all was silent, peaceful, and serene, but that would not last as you will soon see. Our heroes heard Father Winter yell into the night, his booming voice filled with such fright. They're gone! They're gone! Every last one! Who could do such a thing and ruin the fun? Who will save Yuletide? It's all up to you. As Game Master, I ask you, Agents of Aegis, what will you do? Save Christmas! And uh, uh, as, uh, so you kind of saw visions and things like that flying, you know, as you were hearing the uh, the voice, and as soon as the voice stopped, you found yourselves back in your own bodies again. I, so right. Cass grabs a hold of Fabio's leg there and just kind of, he's looking kind of green, and then he loses his lunch all over his foot. Uh, Ugh. Sorry about that. Uh, that was, maybe it was the coffee. Typical rookie. Do not impeach our like, coffee. I kind of like no kicked the vomit off of my foot. Okay. Is there like snow on the ground where we landed? By yeah, chance? there's snow. There's snow on the ground where you're at. I'm gonna. Uh, I try use the snow and... to wipe my foot off. Okay. <laughs> I Do am I see... going to try and uh, pull out a handkerchief out of my saddlebags. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Uh, for what you pull out of your saddlebags. And I got a 38. All right. So you reach in and you pull out a pair of roller skates. Huh. Well, I don't think that roller skates would help with the snow. Hmm. Maybe if I attached them to some wooden board. No. Jetpacks? No. She just puts them back in her bag. Okay. And tries again. A six. All right. You pull out a uh, a black banana with a greasy black peel. Well, what would that <laughs> help with? And it's slimy. Ew. How long has that been in there, Onos? I don't. I don't know. Ew. Are you saving that for banana bread? But it's but just not the making peel. banana bread. It it's it's not appealing anymore. Typical. <laughs> uh, I put it back in the saddlebags. 
Okay. So to find another day. <laughs> well, I would be afraid to uh, put it on the ground, or it might start a uh, uh, somebody cause somebody to slide uncontrollably with their go karts. All right. Well, as I know, is rifling through her bag. What's everyone else doing? So, since I'm holding on to Fabio's leg here, um, unfortunately, I think I see something else shiny, and I want that too. So, I'm going to try to take whatever I see that's shiny. You know kleptomaniacs take everything, is this, literally. Is this, on, is this on me? Yeah. All right, go ahead and give me a perception check, Fred. I don't know if you should do that. All right, so you see uh, Cassius, like, reaching over to grab something off of your leg. Uh, you nice. can reach down and stop you stop him before he does. Oh, clearly. I come down and grab his arm. So, what did you, you roll on your sleight of hand there, Cassius? 19. And what would you get on your perception, Fred? 27. All right, yeah, you definitely see it. Uh, I see your hand coming towards whatever. I reach down and grab your hand and pick you up oh, by your yeah, arm I... and bring you up to my face and and am like don't try and take stuff from me oh i wasn't it's... i saw something trying to fall and i was trying to catch it so that i could give it back to you i would never steal from you a likely story i highly doubt something is falling it, it, it was right on your leg, right there. It was that anyway, shiny thing. Just beware. If you try and steal things from us, there will be repercussions. I would never steal. What do repercussions right. have to do anything? I then drop him into a snowbank. I grab a, a fistful of s uh, snow and toss it back at him. I would not steal. All right. All right. Uh, Johan, are you doing anything while all this is going on? Yeah, I start walking towards the village. Okay. So Johan begins walking towards the village while Anos is rifling through her bag and the other two are uh, stealing and or lobbing each other into snowbanks. So, <laughs> hold on, um, wait for us. And trots after. All right, so you guys, uh, I mean, it's it's not hard to get to the city. It's just at the bottom of the hill. So you guys head down to the city, and it is beautifully decorated. Um, there is, um, uh, but it's it's really interesting because there's areas where you can see that there were lights, but all the lights have been removed from the sockets. And there's like garlands and things like that, but each individual thing has been removed from the garland, and there's pretty much just the uh, the greenery left of it. So it looks like this place was very well decorated, but everything is missing. Well, this doesn't hmm. seem very festive. I wonder who did this. Maybe we should probably figure out who what happened here. Clearly, this was Grinch. 
That is why we are here. Ah, yes, that's right. The briefing. I forgot. They that's used that job. powerful presentation tool to point it out to us in a sort of power point, if you will. <laughs> word. That, that, that's a word for it. It does seem to excel in its use. And they were able to compress it all into one note, so... Alright, enough with the <laughs> office jokes. <laughs> God. Uh, Look, I can tell office jokes 365 days a year. Deal with. <laughs> yeah. Ah, the outlook doesn't look good on this. But the azure skies, too. <laughs> Maybe we should go find an access point to the city. <laughs> Can I run away yet? <laughs> uh, I think all of us want to run away at this point. All right. So we should probably find someone in town that maybe can tell your us voice exactly cry? what happened. So, uh, no. The guy that was talking to the elves, who was that again? Uh, that was Father Winter. Um, I. Yes, Father Winter. I look for a building that would be similar to the one that we saw Father Winter in. Okay. So that's actually, that's beyond the city. There's a, a hill up above. Oh, and there's okay. There's another building up there with kind of the lodging. Gotcha. Um, is, where, is where you saw Father Winter's residence at. Okay. Um, I just start looking around the town for clues then. Because, I mean, obviously, okay. you know. Um, the, 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 the people in the city seem like that, you know, that some of them are a little disappointed that things are missing, but they seem to otherwise be in pretty good spirits overall. <laughs> like it doesn't see, they, they seem like the, the, uh, the stuff in the city isn't really bothering them whether it's there or not, but they really enjoyed decorating the city. And some of them are taking in like, ma you know, making new decorations to put up and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem to have phased the city all that much. Um, you kind of fear in the back of your head if they make more decorations, is it going to then draw the ire of whatever took the other ones in the first place, though? But no, like, signs of where they could have been taken off to? Um, when you ask that, um, as you, like, look over your, uh, your, your left, uh, shoulder, you see a sign, an actual sign, like a little, like, wooden post with a wood board and writing on it. So it says toys were taken this way and it points back up the hill that you came down. Interesting. <laughs> that's convenient. So that's just, you said that's going right back the way we came from, right? Correct. Are you going to have the little uh, dog dressed up as a reindeer? Spoilers. Mm. I, I, no, no, I don't. Well, Johan just follows the sign. Okay. And the weird thing is that sign, I mean, you looked in that spot before, and it wasn't there. And then you looked around, and you're like, I'm just looking for signs. And then all of a sudden you look over, and there's literally a sign right there. 
curious. This place is strange. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> uh, Tin Man, you... You're so... observant and... I enjoy you being around. Where did you come from? Last I saw you, you were throwing Small Man into... a snowbank. Well, I saw you guys all run off, so I had to come follow as well. We should not waste time, for it appears that they are preparing for some sort of holiday. It would be a tragedy if that was missed. I agree. Uh, do we need to find Father Winter, or... Do you have a... There was a sign saying that the toys were taken in that direction and points back up from the way we came. Okay. That seems like the good way to go. Or do we want need to talk to Father Winter to understand if he knows anything about who we may find up there? But the signs said to go in this direction. Signs, signs, everywhere signs. As you, as uh, Anno sings that out loud, um, there's like several signs that start. You kind of like they. You're not sure if they were always there and you didn't notice them, or if they just appeared. But they're on the hill and saying this way, and then one says, "Yep, this way," and then one says, "Keep going this way." And they're all pointing up the hill the way you came. So we were just up there, though. But were we? I feel also these signs are just kind of appearing now. Doesn't that seem a little suspicious? No. Why would someone put a sign here if not to indicate information? I mean... It could be a trap. But I have it from a source that there are no traps. Who's your source? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can cut that portion. But <gasps> If it is a trap, we will merely defeat them. <laughs> I like your optimism. I like you. We are both very strong. I am not sure about... the others. They... are not as strong, I would say, as us. In <laughs> I know it's their... freakishly strong. They have their... I am? Strengths. She has no clue that she's strong. Alright, well, let's start going up the hill. I mean, signs can't be wrong. Alright. I pull out a uh, something out of my backpack. Or saddlebags. 
Okay, go ahead and roll. If we, if this is the way we think we should go. Okay. Uh, you uh, reach in and you find a. Uh, you pull up and it's like this cardboard tube, but wrapped around it is this very decorative paper. Ooh. I wonder what this is. <clears throat> Sorry. She like holds it between her paws and is like, hmm. I should open it because clearly it's for me. And I open it up. Okay. Um, you know, paper becomes, starts unraveling off the tube and there's a lot of paper uh, coiled up on this tube. Oh, it's just paper wrapped around a tube? Yeah, it's it's a tube of wrapping paper. Oh. <laughs> like, as I start unraveling it, I'm like, I You're like, this it. present goes forever! <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the present... I don't think that this was actually a present. It is a cardboard uh, tube. Isn't that... That's a lot of paper wrapped around it. Um, uh, Anos, go ahead and give me a reflex save. I hate new character sheets. I can't ever find what I'm looking for. 18. Okay. So, um, the to, as, as you're, like, unraveling the paper and the paper is starting to get draped over top of you, you realize it's starting to, like, wrap around you and, like, bows start forming and starting to actually seal ah! the paper around you. Uh, and you're able to kind of, like, using your strength and your claws, like, rip your way out of it barely, uh, and then you just kind of let it drop to the ground. I'm not the present! Anyways, let us proceed. Alright, so you guys go up the hill. Uh, you find signs kind of, probably almost every like 30 or 40 feet, just kind of telling you that you're still going in the right direction. And then when you uh, give, uh, when you go up to the hill, uh, at the top of the hill, you hear the voice again. Uh, it, it says... The quest has begun, but the agents did wonder. For who is this voice that speaks to them like the thunder? He calls himself the Game Master, but who exactly is he? The agent's search would be fruitless, the voice did decree. That is very strange. But I do not require Does anyone fruit. else hear the voice? I hear a voice. It's very disorienting. I look sick again. <laughs> There's still more signs at the top of the hill that are pointing you. It says, Cave of Toys this way. Cave well, of Wonder, Cave of Light. I guess we keep going towards it. This is the way we decided to go, right? Maybe we'll find a magic carpet in the Cave of Wonder. <laughs> nice. How about a monkey? Yeah. It's a cheeky monkey. Alright, so as you guys um, go along and start following the signs towards the cave, uh, the voice starts speaking again. It says, The cave was ahead, so told them the signs. 
as they went uphill and down and back up the inclines. Before they could reach the entrance of the lair, they saw that the path before them wasn't quite there. In their path they saw a chasm thirty-nine and a half feet across, with a bridge laid across it and a troll as its boss. The troll was quite grumpy, he had not slept well. He also did not shower from the noticeable smell. For fifty-three years I've guarded this bridge, and I shall not allow you across this ridge. Those elves down the hill in that despicable town always have such joy and always gives me a frown. I hate all their noise, the sounds and the singing. My ears feel the pain and the relentless ringing. But it shall now be different. I've stopped it this year. There shall be no joy, no celebration, no cheer. I took all their trains, their gadgets and things, their drums, their sweets, their toys loaded with springs. I took them away and gave them to those guys. The ones with the sphinx, with the weird-looking eyes. The agents of Grinch, they referred to themselves. I did not care. I only cared for the elves, or rather their noise from which I am now free. So you cannot cross this bridge, I hope you now see. Hmm, I probably have something in my bag. Are you going to impede our progress in our search for these toys? I roll an eight. Alright, so... Um... Anos reaches into her bag, pulls out a drum, like a, a uh, vessel of, uh, you know, it's about maybe, you know, eight inches across and about a foot deep, has a lid on it, and on the top it says Figgy Pudding, and um, it be smoke begins pouring out from under the Figgy Pudding, and we will end this episode here. Thank you again, listeners, for tuning into this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, this special holiday episode. Uh, tune in. We'll have these episodes coming out weekly uh, over the holidays. Um, so uh, keep listening uh, here. Uh, please reach out to us also. Let us know what you think. If you're enjoying it, uh, you can reach us at paperpenciledicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we hope to hear from you. Please also give our uh, podcast a rating um, and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, otherwise, until next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper, Pencil, Dice.